Hello everyone, welcome to the Drinking Theme Podcast. I'm Jared. And I'm Adam. So, what do you think of Fat Thor? Alright, I guess we'll get right into it. Frankly, that's just your opinion. Well, so Fat Thor obviously was in the new Marvel movie. Not new, but uh, the big Marvel movie of Avengers Endgame that was the culmination of over 10 years of planning. And can't say it ends any better than I was expecting. Oh my gosh. So we're in a, um, as you can see, we're in a temporary setup, which my cat Lola is going to be... She might little, be a little bit of a distraction here and there, but, but okay, we'll back try to, to keep on track. Yeah, back to the actual... So that's obviously something purposeful. Like, I get that it sort of pushes the envelope of, you know, Thanos has won, and... Like, that's a very hard thing for, you know, supposedly super superhuman beings and other beings of immense power that, you know, they're supposed to be able to band together and sort of defeat any sort of force or villain out there, and yet they still lost to this mighty Thanos. Which, um, you can even go in the aspect of just seeing... Uh, going on to Thor, I mean, he's fat. I mean, yeah, he... But that's, like, almost hysterical because all throughout all his films, he is that guy that you're like, oh, I want to be like him in the gym. But then all of a sudden he becomes fat and then, and, like, as you can say, Rocco was like, yeah, you look like melted ice cream. <laughs> it's like... It's one of those that you just laugh at. I mean, yeah, and it's but also at the same time, it works in the way of like showing that he he kind of took it personal because he was supposed to be like the most powerful Avenger because he's. I mean, he is a god basically. And but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go against that. He's the most powerful, but it's also the comedic factor of or the more relevant changing of movie events is Thor Ragnarok. I mean, even with your, uh, what you just said, he's the strong, or he's not the strong, okay. He's so, like, he's basically the strongest the, Avenger. So, but that's the thing. In Thor Ragnarok, he, he was trying to get on, like, the system and it's voice activated and he was like the strongest avenger and he like <laughs> access denied and then he's like strongest avenger and then like getting upset about it that he's not <laughs> the strongest avenger and, and then um a banner comes in and it's like the uh banner and he's like welcome strongest avenger, avenger. and then thor's like what huh? that's not right <laughs> that can't but yeah be right. it's just like i wonder what has changed that so many movies now seem to want to push this kind of envelope of they're having a very serious story but also, at the same time being heavily comedic because like i get that there's comedic relief in any sort of movie theater like it's just part of releasing the tension as you build up the story and the climax but when does like when you have such of a serious movie as let's say a superhero movie typically those are more serious or have been in the past because you're talking about someone that goes through a lot of hardships has experienced a lot of negative things and it's like take batman for example he's gone like in the comic books he goes through a lot of stuff he loses his parents at a very young age he turns that his fear and everything around to use that against his enemies but 
when does when do we start to push a comedic release factor in there? Where is it? When is it too much? When is it too little? Or let's put it in the perspective of when it actually changed. Because if you look ahead, movies before, I hate to say Marvel in general, Marvel in general has pushed that comedic factor by a long shot. And I mean, I mean, we could say Thor is like the big like change of the tide, but let's be honest. Do you think it could be Tony Stark? Like, I mean, yeah, Iron even Man. in the first Iron Man, there's he's very sarcastic and witty, and he brings that release comedic factor, but I don't think it's as heavily that as it is in Thor Ragnarok. It seemed like the oh, entire yeah. movie was just based on trying to make another one funny moment to the next, like just leading up to that. And it was a good movie, don't get me wrong. I loved the movie, it was great. But the, the entire time, I just kept thinking, this is heavily comedic, whereas in the other Marvel movies, it seemed to be kind of sporadic or spaced out. I feel, yeah. And by the way, this episode's not brought to you by Disney Plus or any sort or anything. of... anything. Mar- We're not sponsored <laughs> by them or anything. Currently, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but do you think it could be partial reason as... I mean, I won't say that like Thor two like was that bad, but do you uh, think that oof, it was kind of rough? It was rough. I, I agree. <laughs> but do you do you think that they had to have a huge comeback and Thor Ragnarok was that huge comeback? Like, get it that Thor literally lost everything in that movie. Yeah, I mean, I think Even part of that the would be beginning. the case, but also like look at it now. DC has been heavily like a dark sort of movie comic base like none of the dark knight movies all had any sort of i mean they might have had here there a comedic factor you know funny moment but overall the tone of the movie was very dark and very real and gritty but now look at some of the more recent dc movies think of like aquaman that movie had a lot of funny stuff in it and I mean, I give that partial credit to Jason Momoa because he's can be very intimidating, but at the same time, he's a very funny and cool, chill dude. But I wonder if the success Marvel is seeing that's with the way they they're taking their it. movies, if that's causing DC to change the way that they approach some of their stuff. Or, I mean, you could even... So, I mean, our generation, I mean... People are looking more online. They don't want to actually go out to go to the movies. But That's also true. But, I mean, at that point, our generation also wants to see, like, they we like dry humor. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, people, and I mean, I guarantee some movie somewhere, I don't know if it's Marvel or if it's DC or anyone, but somewhere in that, someone had to find out that, oh, statistically, funny people, movies funnier have done movies. better. Yeah. How do you, and how do you push a serious but funny movie onto people? Right. And I mean, Thor Ragnarok was the perfect example. And I mean, even in Endgame, I mean, you you're talking about like the final battle. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like, there is still funny stuff in the final right. battle. I mean, like, yeah, it was dark all throughout like the first half, but once you got after out of that like dark gray area, they made a way to be funny yeah well and that's in but then i start to wonder 
when has it become more about the director or whoever you know whoever's working on the movie when does it become about just making the money from it because that is important obviously that's how you you know get people to come watch your movie and how you continue your career of making movies and continuing a series and stuff like that but when does that trump sort of a artistic critique and judgment on movies because i'm thinking so i have you seen the most recent star wars yes so they still from, added funny stuff well and i'm i'm getting a little bit away from the comedic factor so many people aren't a huge fan of this last movie because disney or whoever i can't remember who is it disney that records that or films that I want to say it is because I they handed over Lucas. Lucasfilm is part of Disney now, but essentially, so basically, from what I remember, not spoiling too much of the movie, they brought back a lot of old references and characters, cameos, and stuff like that from some of the original movies. Yeah, and while that satisfies a certain level of entertainment and joy in people who you know grew up with those movies it was almost too much from what i've heard is that people didn't like it as much because that was the only thing that seemed to be present in the movie was the idea of bringing back all that old stuff so it's now and now it's a question of were they doing that just to make money to make people happy or you know something else i mean i wouldn't even go that far i mean I mean, well, I mean, I've seen all of them. I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan or anything, mm -hmm. but, like, I got all the references, but it, it kind of went over my head whenever I was saying, oh, maybe the new people that, like, haven't seen those, but at the same time, it's Star Wars. I mean, you should know everything up until this point. Yeah, but, but then you're running into things like you're just repeating the same things you did in the old movies. Like, But it wasn't repeat, though. But it, it wasn't a repeat, but it was... They were basically saying or doing the same things, and a lot of people were like, that's not what we want. We want, like, a continuation of the story because, like, so many things about go. the first movies were that they could, like, they were sort of different from the ones beforehand, but they, f like, they could be movies on their own, but they fit into the series and the realm and the story so well that that's why people liked them so much. Okay, I see where you're going. Okay. But yes, I, I, I agree. Uh, it did kind of go a little bit of a full circle, unfortunately. I mean, you could definitely see that, but I mean, at the same time, it wasn't like a, oh, that was too much or, oh, that was too little. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just like a, I will agree that by the time that the end of the movie came around, it kind of did look and feel like the old version, just with new characters. Right. So, I mean... I could see that. I mean, but the whole aspect of it could be a new, like, its own movie would be kind of hard to end it, though. I mean, it does set up a lot of potentials for further movies, and... That that angers me. That, that completely... Why does that anger you? Okay, the whole aspect of it ending like it did should mean that it should end right there, because... I get that they ended the first original Star Wars with mm -hmm. a really good note and everything, but this, there should not be three 
section. It's like, I don't want, like, 30 years down the road, then make another one. I don't want that. That Like, because you ended really good, and I feel like you're getting, running out of ideas of what to make something new. Right. But the whole aspect of it just, uh, I don't know, it, just the idea of it could come back. Like, why? Can't you just end perfectly? Again, that's where I think they're trying to get at, or that's what I was getting at when I was saying, do you worry more about the money aspect, or do you worry about the art in itself of the movie? I have to go with art, the art of the movie. But then, but you gotta think, you gotta remember that not everything is about making money. Okay, look look at this. So they are selling a product. It's Disney. You're talking about someone that like That's gonna making... form a monopoly basically one day. Yeah, so like you have to at that point you're not worried about because you have something else like Marvel that is making extraordinary like amount of money and yet you, you should like I, I don't see the money should be it should be the whole aspect of the film. Like if the film that you're like trying to create an art around doesn't make the money then it's not a good movie in general yeah so like the whole aspect of it needing to make money kind of detriments the whole storyline i guess because that storyline had to be crafted but if they're just worried about money and well they crafted really it, but they crafted it, they crafted it in a certain way where they drew on certain archetypes and character motives and moments that they knew in the past had done well so they're just trying to play on stereotypes and archetypes of past movies to make money off it because they know people enjoy those things but then you'll get to that point okay at least the continuation like you know for a fact that down the road the original Star Wars people are going to be, I don't want to say dying, but they'll be dying off, unfortunately. <laughs> and you're talking about people that are only going to be brand new, and people that are brand new don't want to go back and look at a really, really old Star Wars just to keep up with newer. Right. And So eventually, like, them leading up to potentially having the next one, it kind of kind of throws out. Like, for example, I hate... All right, I'm going back to Marvel, but the Hulk has made the same like movie, just old, like newer and different like, with more, different people each time. Updated. It's like the same. Like yeah. yeah, they sucked and they haven't had a good <laughs> rep, but like I think that they built the Hulk character up enough where they can have its solo movie and a like a good. Well, movie. they can, but they won't, unfortunately. Probably, but it's of all that. But business in, with Sony and stuff. Yeah, but anywho, uh, so the way I'm going is that they need to at least update the, like, not even, like, you could have the same storyline, just update, like, the technology, the cool, like, CGI, or... Yeah, but then then you run into movies that are just based on their production value rather than, like, their actual story and everything. Or just focus on something, like, that would be hitting huge headlines like Avatar. Like, literally, that thing has been on... They said that it was going to be in 2018, then they extended it to 2019, and then they extended it to 2020. Now it's 21, 22. 
Who knows? It could be 23 to 24 to 25 well, now by but the time they, we actually they, see they, it. Well, that was the thing. Was I think it was Steven Spielberg, right? Made that movie. Or no, it was James Cameron. James Cameron made that movie. That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. He wanted to make that movie way before it ever came out. Like, years and years before that movie ever came out. But the money that he wanted for it to do all the stuff that you see in it nowadays was going to cost way too much oh. compared to now because technology advances as we go along. So it costs less to do it now because the technology got better, but he wanted to do it earlier, so he had to wait in order to make that. But if you look at that movie, it is such a high production value movie. The little details amaze me. Just Oh, it's such a visually stunning movie. Like, that's the thing with that movie. You could watch it a couple times in one... Like, not going to say you should do it in one day, but, like, you could literally watch it two or three times in one day and still be just in awe from it. Like, because you'll, you'll notice one thing the first time and know something different the second time and know something else third. It's like they put so much detail, which makes me even more visually, like, appealing to what might happen in this next one. Well, but what, but what's can, what can they... Line? Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying is, what, like... Now they put such a big production value on the visual aspect of their movie that obviously they're going to have to keep that portion up. But what about the story? What is the story going to be now? Because it seemed to end very like conclusively in this last movie. But then I'm going to get to, like, but they also left it not completely closed. Like, they have it open where it's now, now, now the humans are pissed off. They're going to come back. That's where it's like... Aah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I could see that. But at the same time, they were escorted off of the planet by the Na'vi. That seemed like an almost conclusive portion but they of all, it. I don't know if you've seen it, but they have a... Like, I think it actually came from them, a teaser. And it shows that the guy that, like... The person that was, like, in charge head. of the mining yes. corporation. Yes. He was in a, like, um, almost like a, uh, like a U.S. Supreme Court kind of, like, case, mm -hmm. except it was just one table, like a business meeting almost. Right. But they were describing how they're going to get back there and take back what's theirs. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be good. That's where I'm thinking, like, where I see, oh, I can't wait to see two. Right. I mean, I'm excited to see it as well, but again, now I'm just curious as to what their storyline, like how they're going to make it an actual interesting story, because visually I know that they're going to follow up in the same way that they did in the first one, because they kind of have to know, because they set the expectations so, so high. So high, and they have to keep it that Exactly. High. So now I'm just really curious about what are they, how are they going to make the story interesting enough to entice enough people to come back and see it. Because I think that was the, such of the success of Avatar 1. Was the was visual aspect. Just the visual aspect. Yeah, it may not have had a story that everybody liked, but it was so visually enticing that so many people went and saw it. That's why it was one of the biggest grossing movies of all time. But now they're making another one. People already know what the visual stuff looks like because they've seen the first one. If they don't do it on a new planet and everything, there's not much more that they can introduce. Well, I feel like they it's not even the new planet. It's just like that they need a a new like a different like add-on to the story as to like 
like I said, like humans are pissed off. Yeah. But like But you need you more could, motive you than can, that. No, you can like so we have the technology that's crazy. It's more the aspect of what might happen like because I mean uh we got like the human would be crazy technology. I mean like, because for example, what if they nuke them? What can they do from there? They can't do anything. Well, then neither could the humans live on that planet. Well, I mean, if you nuke one thing, I mean, that area is just going to be a little bit radioactive. And after that, it'd be like, oh, we can mine that just with bots. But anyways. Uh, yeah. But with that, I mean, like, if you had that technology, it'd be almost impossible for them to even come back. And it'd almost be kind of ridiculous if they made, like, where they could nuke. The, yeah. the planet, but then they somehow still win. Like I feel like that'd be a little over dramatic because it'd be like, well, uh, or what if it ends like in game, where you can't have, where like the Navi, Navi, like actually loses, but then the third one. So you're talking sort of like a because they're building two and three at the same time. So they've already confirmed that there's a third one. Yes, they've confirmed that there's a third one. Oh. So there. I didn't know that part. Yeah, so that they're already making two and three simultaneously, but the third one's going to take a little bit longer because it's, and so it can make it the next year. So whatever they're doing, it's going to be exactly a year from the day that they released volume or Avatar two mm-hmm. between Avatar three. So the way I look at it... So then you know two's going to have to end in a cliffhanger. Yes. That's where it's like... I'm trying to think what they could make of, but... I, I feel like it would almost be almost too much if another species comes in and tries to help the Navi. You know? Yeah. But then at the same rate, that kind of also opens it up for them to... Be even bigger. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Artistically make the choice of doing or going wherever they want after the fact agreed oh yeah but well speaking of space space. stuff did you see the that trump made a president trump made officially ratified it so that there is a u.s space force i mean Look what I, what what what's it like? Well, okay. Look at other countries are already looking at like being like superior like first in space. On, like yeah, like first on the like making a moon colony or a Mars colony. Like I get I get all that stuff, but like You're, this seems a very dangerous game. <laughs> not only that, but almost like kind of part of me feels like it's kind of like a joke, like. Why do we need that? Like, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember where I read it or if it was true or not, but I thought I saw something about how all the nations have agreed that no no one's going to put, like, an orbital laser defense system Basically, or whatever. Like, well, the real, like, I think that it's not, it's official, but uh, it's going to be, uh, no one can have war in space or yeah, there's claim like, or can't like claims, claim anything like yeah like it's open for anybody to use but no one can claim jurisdiction or exactly anything and so it. basically it's like international waters except space is 
all international waters. Right. So it, so then, like again, why like? Basically, I think the way is like, what if people start attacking satellites? That's where it comes to like space force kind of comes into play. I mean, but like, like, I'm not saying like we should go off from movies, but like, even <laughs> or NASA, like video games, even NASA is like, you can't do much. I mean, everything goes wrong in space. You just yeah. have to like prepare that you're something's gonna go wrong. Well, and happen. yeah, and like, that's the thing is, the only thing that we are combating now in space is our own junk that's up there. And asteroids and stuff that fly by every once in a while. Like, even those are, like, far enough away that we don't have to worry about them. Well, what's cool, um, I don't know if it's NASA or some other company, but I'm pretty sure it's NASA. Uh, Don't. Don't do it. But uh, NASA is creating a, like, mini... uh, like these like couple inches wide kind of uh all right guys i'm sorry i have to take care of your i have to put her out your cat's so needy oh yeah she's about to ruin the camera well as long as you don't break anything we should be fine i think you're more destructive than the cat is i know bye lola hope to not see you in another hour We'll be all right. We'll deal with it. Yeah, well, she'll be fine. She gets needy. But, uh, they're creating, back to my whole aspect. Spiel. Spew. I mean, if you guys think I was being mean to my cat, it's just because she wants to ruin everything so that we can... I mean, have to like pay attention like to her. Bite things and she was biting on my cords over here. On, exactly. On my like it's not. You're not being mean. You're just trying <laughs> to make sure she doesn't destroy your stuff. Yeah, I'm hoping. Like I want her to ruin the camera feed. We're screwed. <laughs> yeah, or you know, chew through our audio cables and everything. That too. All right, back to my spew. So they're creating these like one, like two to three inch like satellites, like yeah. they're actual legit satellites, but they. Like, they shoot this small rocket up that, like, I mean, it's not like a big rocket. It's not like a rocket that carries astronauts to the space station. No, 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 no. So it's going to be really small. Right. But big enough where it can get to outer space. Well, once it gets out there, they release these. And they go, they're programmed so that they go to the big satellites that are just space junk that no one's using. And they... Let me and guess. They blow it up. No. So uh-huh. they go up. They like release these like, I, it's not like chemicals. Seeing how it's space, but it's something it can that still be chemicals. Well, they they release something onto the space junk uh-huh. that makes it so like just slightly off balance or something. So that so in it two weeks goes out of like, orbit. Yeah, and and exactly. Gets away two from weeks the... it cr- like crashes. Not crashes, but it burns up in the atmosphere coming down. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we don't have space junk. Right. And well, that was the whole thing. Did you hear about? Uh, I want to say it was HBO or no, it was Direct TV. They had a satellite that has like a faulty battery or something that's about like to explode, and so they're trying to get like permission from NASA or some I can't remember who, but they're trying to get permission to like blow it up or something before it like blows up next to another important satellite. Oh, crap. So, yeah, like, it's not just, like, fantasy and myth of, you know, there's a bunch of, like, you 
can't believe I'm referencing this movie, but you remember Wally? How there's all that space junk around the Earth after the humans have left. Yeah. We're not to that point yet, like, but we're running pictures. into some we're running into some issues of these satellites or these things are getting in the way of other important satellites and other things that we need. Which I mean, um, it's kind of funny that they're now resorting to this because i mean like you're kind of going where you're like well i mean we're not running out of space obviously we got way too much space but like <laughs> i mean space is space it's infinite it's, it's big but like <laughs> the fact that whenever they like you see any kind of videos or like pictures of the whole uh like all that uh space junk that they have mm -hmm. up there i mean it's about time that they bring crap down to Earth. I mean, like, yeah, it's not Or gonna, at least get rid of it in some fashion. It's not like it's going to uh, gracefully come down. I mean, obviously, you're going to burn up, but it's uh, more... That, that's the hope, at least. Well, I'm curious as to, like, I guarantee that they're doing it where they're going to have it where it comes down and hits somewhere in the ocean, and it's, that's all that happens. Because... There's some big, there's some big satellites, big out there ass satellites. That when, stuff they, out. when it comes down, it's not gonna burn up completely. Like, yeah, there's not gonna be much left of it. But like, what was I could have sworn I had read something a while ago. It might have been a few years back or something. That that there was a satellite or space debris after a rocket had gone up or something, where part of the debris had not fully burned up and punched a hole in someone's ceiling like and i'm not talking like you know a small golf ball size hole i'm talking like a soccer or basketball size hole in their house and went through i think multiple floors Jeez. like could you imagine what are they doing up there <laughs> well at first you think it's like oh like some kid Hit a softball or something, and it broke through a roof. Someone shocked. But then, but then you look at the hole, and it's like a crater. And it, like you look at the angle that it came out from, it's like it's pointing straight up, or like it's not at a normal angle. Well, uh, not going into a different section, but there was a, there was a, like a meteor. I know this isn't a like um, a satellite, but there was a small meteor mm -hmm. came. Crashing through the um, through the atmosphere happened to someone in Russia. So someone's oh, watching watching TV about. and it literally comes through the ceiling and lands in their lap. <laughs> like it doesn't like go through them, thankfully. No, it was actually but, FedEx delivery. <laughs> <laughs> they just launched it. Geeks. <laughs> but um, no, it like crashed in their uh, lap and. They, like, have pictures of it just, like, bruising the legit... Like, oh, looks, yeah, it's a freaking space rock. But you would think that that would go right through them, not land in someone's lap. Like, do they have iron thighs or well, something? I'm sure My God. I, I, would, I would assume that their roof or their house, whatever it's made it's of, slowed it down enough that it only slightly injured them. Oh, could you imagine? Yeah, I, I got shrapnel from what? Asteroid. Yeah, which, which war did you fight in? No, I didn't fight in a war. I was sitting in my recliner. Just relaxing, enjoying a normal Sunday, and then a, a rock came out of nowhere. See, that's not the Russia story I thought you were talking about with me. I thought you were talking about the one that happened, I don't know how long ago The it one was. that, like, shattered all the windows? Yes, the one that was, like, you could, they have, so Russia has, like, dash cams and stuff on their cars and stuff. Dude, that was And it nuts. was just video, I just saw video after video of this 
meteor and i assume it's meteor not an asteroid i don't know what the distinction is between the two i'm not a space expert but essentially well, it came in and like there's this huge fireball in the sky and it gets close enough to the earth before it burns mostly. well it didn't burn up completely through the atmosphere like it was on fire like burning up but it had almost reached i want to say it was like a couple miles above the surface of the earth. i don't remember how high it was but it was far it was high enough that it didn't hit the ground but close enough that it sent a shockwave strong enough to damage buildings and damage vehicles and hurt like actually hurt people like this thing i can't remember the amount of like force that it exploded with but it was like it was a couple it was like a nuclear bomb. i was gonna say it was essentially like thousands of pounds of like tnt like we're talking like millions and probably millions of newtons of just pure like force like it had exploded with and we're talking shattered like crumpled some buildings like just from the shockwave alone not shrapnel or anything like there probably was but from the shockwave alone it had destroyed several things and what was crazy was that it was like hundreds of miles away and they were like whoa did you see that and i mean like it was like 30 to 40 minutes later and then they finally heard the bang yeah because it had like but you could see it coming in from a hundred miles yeah, away you could see it coming in you could see this giant fireball and like it went in a giant big explosion you didn't hear anything didn't feel anything you're like oh like it exploded or something and you yeah. see this big white light or something and then all of a sudden later you're just like and then the whole thing just like your whole city is just rocked with shockwave well this would be the last comment i have on that before we go to the next section but could you imagine just like driving down in the middle of the night you're like do 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 and next thing you know it you see this big bright light and you're like oh and you finally realize oh it's a it's a meteor and you just see the thing going so fast it's like armageddon you're like is this how I die? And it's like, well, I, I don't see any bright lights over the horizon. So, I mean, that's good, yeah, right? Yeah, whenever, whenever, whenever they tell you look at the white light, they don't mean look at the meteor. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine? That would just be terrifying. Well, you that, that's the thing. Is you never know, though. Like, it could happen at any moment. But what, what's funny is that my astronomy teacher said that if there was aliens that didn't really want us, they wouldn't actually come to Earth. No, they would just well, send giant asteroids yeah, to they, blow up they, the Earth. They said that they would go to this... Uh, it's not like the like asteroid cloud that's in the... Uh, Between Mars and Jupiter? No, it's... There, so, my astronomy teacher explained it to me that there's a... <laughs> I think it's called the Oort cloud... So if, so if our beers were like the distance between planets, mm -hmm. uh, and this was probably the size of the chalkboard that he was using right. in class, he said like, the sun is over here and there's a lot more planets in here and like right. the planets in right here, like even Pluto. So he said, well, by these dimensions, uh, the Oort cloud would be a light year this way. Outside and, of our the yeah, orbits outside, of the solar system. Yes, and he was like, well, if you take that, and it's like two scale, um, the Oort cloud would be about a mile that way. down the, Like literally down the road a mile. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's nuts. Because it takes us six months, if that, to get to 
uh, Mars. Yeah. And that's the closest freaking planet that we have. <laughs> like, uh, are you kidding me? But uh, so basically said that all the asteroids that come near Earth come from, come from there. Come from there. From the and so he said that though. if aliens really didn't like us and they wanted us gone, that they would go over there and literally just be chucking like rocks at us and be like, Oh, is that going to hit us? Oh, oh, oh that was so close. It. We almost got him. All right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, on to the next portion of our podcast, which is FitFest. You just ordered some creatine. Creatine and pre-workout. Yeah, creatine and pre-workout. So, I currently am not on anything just because I'm off my cycle. You sh should cycle on and off of the stuff that you take just because... It's good for your body to change up things and adapt to changing environments and stuff. But you were talking to me the other day about how so many people are had the wrong idea about creatine. So what I was originally thinking until my roommate, Logan, he's sitting out there somewhere. Uh, basically, I had the impression that creatine just basically bloats you holds a lot of water holds weight. a lot of water weight where you look like basically a balloon and that um i mean you already look like a you balloon. don't really no not yet <laughs> i'm just messing with you actually but, <laughs> you, you've been you've been working out hard you look a lot better Woo, uh but uh and you're gonna work out once you get done with track yep. so then you're gonna get huge hopefully anywho, hopefully anywho um so basically, I thought that you just built like get a lot of water weight and look just a little Blo bloated. Yeah. And basically, I didn't. I know that there would be some strengths, but just down the road, and it's not like it'd be that much. Mm -hmm. But until recently, my roommate Logan he kind of showed me that this new uh, like studies showing that it doesn't act like it depends dependent on the actual creatine that you get that you could get bloated and whatnot right. but even with the bloat like being bloated it still helps you cut and get like good definition it helps you get stronger definitely helps you build up a lot of strength and he'll explain here in a second but um basically you you actually have really good like results from it so mm -hmm. it's not just a Oh, you do this, and then you get really bloated, and it doesn't really give you some str right. like strength. And plus, I mean, my fear was whenever you stop taking it that you lose all that, and then therefore you're just back to square one. Right. And for as much as I know you and I do, is I don't want to lose all that hard work because we put a hundred and ten percent, yeah, every time and we years go to and the gym. years of work into our fitness and physiques and stuff so i mean like yeah recently i could say that we i don't know about you but i could say that both of us i mean you from track me just by my eating habits trying to transition over to a healthier lifestyle mm -hmm. but we've had like problems where i don't like we have had our setbacks and whatnot but I feel well, that's I, normal though. Yeah, I mean it's normal. So I mean it's just more of how you take those setbacks in stride. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean for the longest time I got off creatine and then I switched pre workouts that 
went to one that didn't have creatine at the time i knew it because but i was trying to get away from creatine entirely i was just Mm -hmm. like okay let's just see how i go right and i'm not saying try c4 ultimate but when i came back to c4 ultimate Mm -hmm. it just it kicked butt like i started lifting more um i've been starting to hit 225 like repeatedly yeah yeah. consistently so i mean it's just like well i was like oh what what's so different about it? and then finally it clicked it was like well it's creatine in there i was like well i'll see if it continues to go and right and i just getting better and better i'm like mm-hmm. well what's so different from the one i had compared to this one and so i started comparing and i was like well the only thing different is creatine and i was like well maybe it is but and then but you yeah explain. so like the so a lot and you're not the only person that thinks that like creatine's only gonna put it on water weight like yes it gives you strength benefits but the negative of the water weight sort of negates the benefits that you get from the strength and that's not the case of what happens with creatine so you want to go let your cat in no no it's fine uh so what happens is in your body whenever you're doing any sort of exercise or physical activity you have to feel your muscles like that's just a given like that's a pretty basic concept Mm -hmm. but there's different stages of resources and nutrients that your body uses in order to fuel your muscles so when you get into like long cardio bouts of exercise like let's say marathon runners and stuff like that you typically rely on fats because for one gram of fat you get like 9.8 and units of energy or something like that it's but the the distinction is is that in terms of comparative size like they all have the same size like i say a gram of carbs a gram of protein a gram of fat and a gram of sugar like simple sugar the you get the most energy out of fats because it there's so many aspect i don't want to get into a huge like biochemistry concept but basically <laughs> you get into like it has a lot of more bonds in it so it therefore releases more energy so when you are doing intense short exercise like say lifting heavy or you know it's short explosive movements your body uses a chemical compound called creatine phosphate mm-hmm. and essentially that happens in a very short window so again explosive movements stuff that takes seconds not if it goes over a minute i think it switches over to like carbs and stuff whatever but essentially in the first part when you're doing heavy explosive movements your body relies on creatine monophosphate so by taking creatine like the supplement creatine not just like getting it from normal like food stuffs when which, you take which is actually really hard like it's really hard oh to yeah like your body your body essentially just makes it based off all the stuff that you feed it but by taking creatine as a s- additional supplement essentially what you're doing is you're giving your body excess nutrients and resources to fuel those bouts of high intensity short uh, short duration exercises mm-hmm. so you're not gonna like you might put on a little water weight but that's just because like you're adding something in your body that needs to be dissolved by water mm. so you're gonna essentially hold on to more water so that it stays dissolved and you don't run into issues of it building up anywhere but that's 
essentially with anything that you take, anything that you eat as well. Like you're gonna gain your body weight's gonna fluctuate all the time because it oh, just changes yeah. randomly. But you're not gonna be put you're not gonna be bloated, you're not gonna be, you know, ten pounds heavier with water weight. It is going to provide you with strength benefits because your body's able to go through those intense exercises with a lot more energy and a lot more power output so therefore whenever you do those heavy movements like let's say you're doing bench you're doing a heavy bench day by taking the creatine you're able to lift more than you usually are so therefore you're taking the muscle you're putting more stress on it than you normally do Mm -hmm. and by creating more stress on the muscle you if you get your recovery in the right way and you have enough protein and enough you know fuel to recover you'll build more muscle because you've strained the muscle more so it doesn't put on muscle the same way that protein does it doesn't actually build the muscle it, just, it helps you strain the muscle more so that way you can you can put it, more you can micro on. like like micro like like rips like yeah extent, yeah there's going to be more stress on the muscle so that whenever you do recover and you do get the protein in you have more areas for the protein to fill in essentially like in basic terms so you're not gonna it's not again it's not like amino acids where you're actually building the protein Agreed. of the muscle it's just straining the muscle more it makes so, yeah. sense but yeah but you but you're not the only one that has that worry of all that stuff and that's the same way with like taking any sort of supplement like First off, you should ask your doctor, uh, you know, go get a checkup or something to make sure that you don't have any issues with taking anything because you're, again, your body is such a delicate system that one thing could upset the balance. And Agree. Yeah, it is kind of crazy how balanced that your body is regardless. It's just, and I mean, I'm pretty sure if I read this right out, don't quote me on it, but if I'm mistaking, I mean, thirty percent of the population isn't affected by creatine. Like, like you, even if you take it, like it's not a hundred percent guaranteed that that's you're gonna, gonna work. Yeah, and that's the thing is like everybody responds to training, to supplements, to food differently. Like, yeah, you could be very similar in how you react, but no person reacts in the exact that's- same. Scenario. chemically balanced way like everybody is different every like that's why genes are so important is because they determine how your body reacts to stuff i'm not gonna sound like the idiot in the room but um <laughs> well you... this is this is my area of expertise this is not <laughs> Wait, your area no, of no, expertise no, no. this has nothing to do with it when you said genes i i for some reason did you think of genes the pants like, yeah you're an idiot my bad uh but no, <laughs> I was like, what do genes have to do with anything? But I was like, wait yeah, a second. Yeah, it depends on your waist size. It really affects how well you process <laughs> proteins and stuff. Basically, it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on how like much you can fit into these pants in order to actually lift more. It's like, right. Oh, the, tighter the, pant, the tighter the pants you wear, the more you can lift. The tighter the shirt. Like, if you get an extra small, it, it proves that you can grow... <laughs> more muscle and lift heavy right right that's that's you know they should put, really put that under the small print on time. their labels <laughs> could you imagine this shirt will make you bigger <laughs> but that's such Whoa. a great feeling though like whenever you put on old clothes that you used to fit into and you're like this is a little tight and like 
that obviously that can happen when you put on weight in a bad way. Yeah. But it whenever you've worked out a bunch and you have worked hard for the muscle that you've gained and everything, whenever you put on something that is like just like the size that you like, I used to wear mediums. I used Ooh. to be five eight. Like I'm five ten right now. I was back in high school. It was probably five eight, maybe five ten, somewhere around there. Buck forty five. Like not very, like I was very lean. I had some muscle, but not like a lot like I do now. I was very lean and very athletic. I'm still athletic, but I've also put on a lot more muscle. I'm now about 170, and I got up to 180 last year. I'm just solely working out and stuff. And like, I used to wear a size medium back in high school. Uh, I and so, now there's no way I could fit into anything that's a medium. <laughs> I know that back in the day I would be wearing like. Well, you're also very tall. Well, you're you have no, no, a tall no. so, torso well, and everything. This is where I'm getting at. Is like, I mean, yeah, I was a little shorter in high school, but I mean that has nothing to do with it at the point. But um, I will say that I used to wear largest, mm -hmm. and then I started working out with you guys, lost a ton of weight, got back to mediums, and then you guys were like, yeah, I can't wait to get larges, and finally <laughs> you got that day where you, like, I remember it was like you got a large. Like I had you, to get a large and I was just like, fit. oh, I'm jealous. And then <laughs> it's like you don't realize how like crazy you strive to do something like that. And what is it's like a goal that like, and it seems like such a weird, pointless goal to have that. But like to me, that meant that if I wore a large or an extra <laughs> large, which I do now, that meant to me that my shoulders were broad enough that I had put on an, um, enough muscle that I looked. I had that like sort of V taper where my waist was, could fit into like a medium, but my broad short like my shoulders were broad enough and my chest was big enough that and my back was big enough that I had to wear a large or extra large, right. and that was that I don't know why but that seemed such an appealing goal to me that I wanted to achieve. It is so appealing. I will give you that. I mean, because now you're in the same kind of the same boat that I am. Well, like you have to. Well, the thing is, like, to fit. I'm wearing larges now, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's one of those where like the shoulders and the arms are they slowly never fit, getting tighter, and you're like, I don't want to go up to an extra large. Large, large sounds <laughs> perfect, but then extra large just makes you sound. I'm well, not. I'm then, not gonna say like fat, but it just like for like. But the it's so. Themselves. But like down, if you keep your waist thin, it like it never fits around there, and it's just like you. It looks like you're wearing just a oversized shirt or sweatshirt. But if it, but looking at the top, it looks like it fits totally fine. But then when you move, when you look around the waist, it's like, what are you wearing? Like <laughs> if they could design a shirt, and I'm sure it's out there probably. But if just I could get a, a oh, it definitely would cost extra. But if I could get a shirt. That was a large or extra large up top, but a medium around the waist. I'd be the happiest person ever. So basically, like a dry fit kind of thing, except more. But even more than a dry fit, like because dry fits, you can run into the problem because they still are like mediums, larges, extra large, and so on, where they fit around the waist because they're elastic material and they stretch in order to accommodate. But then it just looks so like on purpose that you're wearing a smaller size well, up top i okay so i have a couple shirts that like look skin tight which i want to get to the point where 
I mean, the things that I, I have like three things. Three. Sorry, three. Uh, German. Well, I mean, some people do three like that, and some people do three. Well, like that. Anyways, uh, but uh, to later. three things. I got three things that I need to like actually work on, and you don't. That you don't. You don't need to. Need you to want to. Want you to. want to. Want to. Okay, so. Because you're a, you're a healthy individual right now. There's nothing like that you need to essentially do. Well, I need is love handles gone. Gone. I want the love handles gone. And but and then on top of that, I mean, once that goes, the belly should like that little bit of belly fat that I have left should mm-hmm. be gone. But then on top of that, I want to be able to do deadlift. I mean, because ever since I've had a back issue, I mean, my back like today had a like a bad bad like back spasm. So it's just like. I can barely move much whenever I have it because it just hurts so bad. Right. And it's so tight that, like, if you sit down wrong, it just, like, makes you, like, it tightens even harder. And then you, like, literally almost curl up in a ball because it hurts so bad. I remember a couple of years ago, I had it, and I was stuck on the legit ground for a couple hours because I could not physically move because oh, my I'm back was there. so tight. Yep. I, I thought I was dying, but... And again, that's why you should stretch before this becomes an issue. And well, I'm not saying that that is a direct cause of your issues, but a lot of the issues that I hear about and that I see about are because people don't, like, yeah, you can lift a bunch and you can work out a bunch and be in great shape, but you have to stretch out the muscle so that it doesn't tear and it doesn't become an issue because you can have, think of it as like, a lock like this is the locking mechanism for yeah. our audio listeners i'm clasping my hands together with just the fingertips holding on to each other <laughs> if you are always working out and you're making it tighter and tighter you're gonna run into issues where if move. something moves in the wrong way it could just completely rip oh but if you stretch it out and sort of release it, it's more like a fluid and can move around and adapt and be in a dynamic environment. I mean, I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that that was your cause or your issue, but just for people in general, make sure you take your strength training also with uh, stretching. And I mean, that we have to have a break here in a second, but that'll be the next portion that we talk about is stretching. So... Stay tuned, and we'll talk about stretching. Uh, well, here soon, but I'm just gonna. So stretching and like you need to make sure that you stretch whenever you work out because again, it's like a locking mechanism. You don't want to keep the lock under tension the entire time. You gotta release it at some points. Yeah, I mean, as a person that has gone to PT and has all these people around them that either work or going to be a PT or OT or whatever and they're always like oh stretch this I'm like yeah I'll, be I'll do that I'll, I'll, I'll do that like <laughs> maybe after or down the road you know yeah it, it's no biggie I mean like come on I'll be honest with you most, most of the people that go into that field we're also very bad at listening to those people whenever they went through the same stuff. Like, I am hopefully one day going to be a PT. Whenever I went to PT, for because I had a, an extremely bad back spasm and pinched nerve, 
I, the, you know, they give you like the exercises when you go home to like do on your own and stuff. Rarely did I ever do them. And I know I'm being a hypocrite because I'm going to hopefully be a PT one day, but I'm also was one of their worst, uh, one of their worst patients. Yeah. I, I will agree. I also, well, well, the thing was that it's like any other New Year's resolution. You start off good, and then you kind of go off and not do so good, mm-hmm. and you just kind of fall off it. Well, definitely was that person that like started good, and then after a couple times, just kind of fell yeah, off the do wagon. It stopped. Yeah. So I mean, I can't say that uh, I was the best. Yeah, doing that, but I mean, stretching does sound like an important part of being athletic. I mean, well, yeah, especially in sport. like it's one thing if you don't do as much if all you're doing is primarily like lifting and anything, but oh, if you have any like that. large movements of like running or jumping or anything like that requires lateral movements very quickly and everything, like you need to have flexibility because you're not always like let's say let's take a soccer player for example if you compare a soccer player to let's just say a a basic lifter not like olympic or anything they're just like somebody who goes to the gym but only lifts a soccer player has to be able to move side to side run backwards do all these movements that require it's a think of it as like a fluid movement they have to be able to adjust and adapt like on the go. If you're so rigid and tense, you're not going to be able to move around as freely and as fluid. But in the same token, that person needs to stretch because they need to be able to do that. But a lifter, somebody who just goes to the gym and just lifts, if they're repeating the same movement day in and day out, they don't they still need to stretch out but they don't need to stretch out as heavily because they're not moving in a fluid environment they're sort of repeating the same movements over and over again i yeah but i mean but still stretch it's just going to help it's it, not it, going to hurt you it's, it's only going to help you the only way stretching can ever hurt you is if you stretch stretch wrong or you stretch way past your limit like if it's painful stop like, yeah, like, okay, on that note, I mean, like, you can stretch, and I mean, some stretching is actually painful, but, like, there is a difference between, like, pain that you know that you're going over the limits compared to just, like, stretching your, like, for example, like, whenever you have a pro, like, if you go in for surgery, you know where you used to be. Obviously, it's going to hurt trying to get there. I mean, that's the whole idea for PT and whatnot. But right. Like, like, you have to know your limits of pain also, and which I know you know because, I mean, you know your limits of pain as in, like, what's good, what's bad. Right. And you You know what you can tolerate, or you should at least know what you can tolerate, and you should be able to know the difference between, like, a soreness pain and something is wrong pain like when so like i'm a i'm a track athlete i know like whenever i'm doing like a let's say a hamstring stretch i know the difference between this is just painful because it's sore and it's tight and i need to stretch it or 
this is a I messed something up bad in my hamstring and I need to get this checked out because I pulled it or strained it. Like I I know the difference between that because I've been doing this for so long. Which I mean, yeah. I mean, I I wish I knew the <laughs> the levels of which I should know of where's pain and whatnot. And that just and that just takes experience and years. And unfortunately, some of that experience might be you getting injured, but that's why you should just take it on the precautionary side and just go ahead and stretch to where it's not it's not that it should be painful but it should be slightly uncomfortable and when i say slightly i mean very slightly because if you're someone that hasn't stretched out that much that going far beyond slightly could end in a disaster so if you take it to the point where you're just barely barely uncomfortable it means that you're actively stretching the muscle and you're gonna get some benefits from it but again i'm gonna put this warning and caution out there make sure it's not painful it's just slightly uncomfortable and know the distinction between uncomfortable and, and painful okay yeah which I think even I if, think even if you I do, was going, yeah, not, and, not really painful, but very, well, very and, uncomfortable. And even if you don't have a lot of experience with it, you should be able to tell the difference between painful and just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like uncomfortable could be like me, like this, like me just holding my finger into your arm. Like that's uncomfortable and it's annoying. Which... But there's a difference between that and me just full on like punching you. Like that's a very different experience. <laughs> Well, what I was going to say was that I did shoulders the other day, and you poking me right there, I was uncomfortable. <laughs> Again, but it wasn't super painful. No, it, it was wasn't just pain- uncomfortable. Now, if you did punch, I it would be that painful. Would definitely be in exactly. Pain. It'd be painful, but not uncomfortable. Now, what's the next thing that I was going to bring up? Because I I have to ask is so I mean I've been looking into this posture like corrector not entirely it's more of it just keeps your your shoulders back so that Mm -hmm. you're not like slouching slouching over because i mean i i program so i mean all i do is sit at a desk all day at work yeah school school. i mean i mean i only have six more months of school but but still you got i i still i'm on the computer right i mean i'm not saying that's the virtual cause of it but i mean it's not it's de- to- yeah it's definitely not beneficial to your health to be leaning forward all day with your shoulders rolled forward and you typing in front of you which i mean that's where i'm like i think i'm going to buy on amazon the uh back corrector i mean i've been researching to see what like is uh, better companies that you can actually use correctly and whatnot mm-hmm. and so I'm still in the midst of it. I mean, it's in it's in my checkout, but I'm not I'm not proceeding yet because it's you like haven't I, fu- you haven't fully committed to the purchase yet. No, but like I've been trying to mentally focus on like keeping my shoulders back, mm-hmm. and therefore I'm trying to avoid trying to buy it. But at the same time, there's something with it where like when you wear it, you can actually be in a like proper because if you because i mean with the posture corrector i mean it's going to help you for one keep your shoulders back but whenever you keep your shoulders back you're also sitting up tall right you're sitting straight you're not having your spine compress on the internal vertebral side which i think is a 
like ironic because in high school I remember I there you know Devin mm-hmm. well Devin freshman year told me he was like you know you should keep your back up straight because or you're gonna have back problems later on in life I was like to me I was like nah, yeah you're full of nah. it like, you don't know what you're talking and then, about. Four years later, at freshman in college, I've had the worst back pain of my life. What was it? My lower back. Now, it wasn't the cause of me because I sit wrong. It's because of whenever I went from high school to college, I went from playing baseball and tennis to playing basically nothing right. and playing here and there with, for tennis. So basically, baseball, you did a bunch of core work and it kept your abs tight, which yeah. in turn made your back really like strong well your core isn't just your abs it's also you also have like your yeah. core is the point at what you're basically where the center of gravity is for you mm-hmm. so like your abs are a part of it your groin area and your lower back and everything and sort of lower to mid back all of that is technically considered your core because that's what stabilizes your trunk sorry for going into but, i mean that's, all that stuff that's kind of cool about it well, I mean, for the people out there thinking, oh, core is just the abs, yeah, I mean, that. that's basically a good point. It's, Im- to- it's important to it. Your abs are definitely important to your core, but it's not the only thing that's a part of your core. There are so, other mus- muscle groups in there. So it's a very good point to, like, to make, keep, yeah. Yeah, to keep track of. And so basically my problem was that I had a bad core. So basically back and mm-hmm. abs, which I'm slowly but not fully – committed to which is sad but i'm i'm getting there right like tomorrow i'm supposed to have a core and like cardio plus uh shoulder day mm-hmm. um so basically i'm hoping that this posture corrector will help me keep my back straight but at the same time you can't like i, I want to hear your thoughts on do you think that's just neglecting the abs and the core or is it like helping both sides i in my opinion and i'm only a professional in the sense that i am a licensed physical trainer in my professional opinion i think there are a lot of products out there that aren't necessarily beneficial because they're shortcutting the actual issue and they're not solving it but with a posture corrector i think it actually would be beneficial because Yes, it's signaling to you that, hey, your posture is incorrect. And the only way that you can fix that is by engaging your core and your back muscles and you know all the muscles that go into your core. It would, I would say it would be different and bad for you if it physically did it for you and physically moved your back into the correct position for you. But if it's just one of those products where it says it signals to you, hey, you're in the wrong position and you have to actively get to the correct position, that could be beneficial because you're actively engaging the muscles to actually get to the right position. Well, I mean, the good products that I've been seeing that are like, like, it's not like signaling, but it's actually doing it for you. But they say only do it for four to five minutes a day, so therefore you know where the right is. So therefore it's technically telling you hey, this is where it should be, and th- mm-hmm. therefore you're mentally, because you physically can't go like this, therefore your body is forced to be right. like this. But once you take it off, then you're like, oh. And so it's basically like braces, where it's just like conditioning it to the right form. But I then would, after, it's just like... I would say, 
maybe look into so I know which one I know what kind of ones you're talking about where it kind of trains you to pull it back but at the same time if you're not actively doing it all the time like in order to get to that right position you're again your body is so good at adapting to things so if you're not actively doing it all the time you're not going to actually build up the muscle strength to in order to keep it that way what i would maybe suggest looking into and i haven't done as much research into it because i'd have a decent posture is one of those things where you it's like a little square that you like put on your back or something and it doesn't physically move your body into position into correct posture position but it's it lets you know through either through an app or through like visual cues or uh, electrical stimulation or whatever just like a little like vibration of hey this is the wrong position it lets you know that you're in the wrong position and whenever you get into the right position by actively engaging those muscles then it signals okay you're in the right position so every time you get out of it it signals again that you're in the wrong position and then if therefore you actively use the muscles to get into that right position so it it doesn't physically do it for you so it's not a passive movement or an active passive movement it's an actual active movement by yourself because it's just saying hey this is not the right position but here's you're in the right position now because you've activated those muscles and therefore you're building up that muscle strength and that technique and stuff so i would say maybe look into those rather than the ones that physically do it for you i would be curious as to knowing how they how that technology does it i mean that's just how i work but anyways like i wonder how effective that truly is because i mean like you said i mean but at the same time even if you've done your research it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean it's gonna work for you i want well I like to see the like statistical view of who and what has tested this properly and how to how it shows that it actually mm-hmm. works. I mean that's what I want to see because I want to know what percentage is it like is it actually going to help me? Like if it's like a 50/50 chance, I don't really want to spend 30 bucks or or even 50 or higher to be like, "Oh yeah, you know, it it might work." Right. It's like, "No." I mean, if I might spend maybe 40 to 50 bucks if it says it's like 95% sure to be like, hey, this is more than likely going to right, work. Right, right. I mean, you can't trust anything that says, oh, yeah, it's going to be 100% correct or right. 99% correct. Or because like money get back guarantee if it doesn't work. Like, yeah, I mean, like that maybe. But like even then there's like loopholes where they're like, oh, but you did this and therefore you don't get all your money back. Yeah. But again, I think looking at it from a theoretical standpoint, just like thinking about it, the idea of something doing it for you, like actively putting you in that position, it's not going to actually train the muscles and train your body to get into that position. It can, in the same way that you can put a brace on to correct a broken bone, the ones that do it for you is kind of the same thing, at least the way that I'm thinking about it, is because it molds your body in a certain way but again your bones don't move so it could force your body to move into that position but that doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy because you're not using the muscles to move the body in the way it should be you're just having another apparatus do it for you but if you use the one that i was talking about where it just signals to you that hey you're in the wrong position you need to get into the right one 
but doesn't actually do the work for you, I think that's better because you're actively using the muscles to correct your body in the way it should be. But yeah, that's why I would suggest maybe looking to those before getting the one that actively, or the one that does it for you. Well, I'll have to look into it. Yeah, and well, just make, again, you gotta do your research. In the end, by, and, you know, the last decision you really have to make is do you actually want to spend the money on it? But that's your personal prerogative. Ooh, that could be a... What? A session that we could have down the road is... Would you buy this with your money? You're like, yeah, what would cool you? Thing? Would you rather? Or would you buy? Or yeah, no, we can think about that someday. Anyways, talking about uh, different different sections. Let's move on to the. Well, yeah, we'll stuff. move on to our last section of the podcast, which is what the duck, and kind of continuing in the same way of weird startups or weird, I guess, technologies or devices that you can use. Did you see or hear about that thing where there's this app, and I can't remember the name of the app. Are you talking about the startup? Well, uh, no, I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. I was going to bring up the issue about the whole facial recognition with the, when you turn, when it's turning your face old. Like, it's the app that you take a picture or whatever, and like, changes it so that it looks like whenever you're 80 or something and how like there was terrifying yeah there was like so i don't know the whole story behind it and i'm not an expert on it but apparently there was something within the agreement when you accepted to use the app or download or whatever that they could use the picture for essentially whatever purposes that they wanted which i have apparently that company that owned that app or developed it was based out of russia well okay um that could either go two different ways from the statistic like from my computer background Mm -hmm. it could literally go from them using it for like devious purposes, right? I'm not saying Russia's bad. I'm just saying that but Russia. It could be used. Someone could use it in those way, in that way. Yeah, and I mean, like anyone can be devious about. It. I mean, yeah, like, it, it could, could be someone be from somebody... like France or yeah. even. I mean, it's I'm funny. Not... I was just about to say France myself. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but like, we're not like picking on any country. Okay? No, we're, we're just saying it could be you. I was just anyone. simply pointing out the fact that I think. It's the company Russia. was based out of Russia. Or that's like TikTok's based out of China. Right. And people like are like, oh, don't use it. I mean, they can like, use it against, but no. It's it's, just, it's an application you can but use or whatever. Then you but the also, fact remains that they somebody could use it for or it could be bad used, things. Yeah, but see how it's like an app, it could be machine learning. So therefore, they're using your face as training data. Right. Which basically furthers help build the app. So... Could be good, could be bad. You don't know, but at the same time, that's scary. I don't know. Yeah, I, I. That's why as soon as like I wasn't into it, just because I was like, this doesn't seem like a fun thing to do. <laughs> no. So I was like, no thanks, I won't do that. But Ooh. then I heard people talk about this, and I was like, now I'm kind of glad I never did that, and I never got that app or used it or anything. Like it used to be this whole viral trend that lasted for about a week, as most trends do, but. <sighs> 
at first I was like, this doesn't seem fun or like funny or anything, so I wasn't a part of it. And then that came out, and people were like, you got to stop doing it. I was like, well, thankfully, I'm not doing it. Yeah, thankfully, I didn't start doing it, because whatever they get originally, it's like, oh, they already have it. But then I'd be curious as to, I got two things. Mm-hmm. For one, I got, like, I wonder how, if it's, like, accurate at all. Like, like it shows uh, what you look like while you're older, right? Mm-hmm. Supposedly. But, uh, so, like, what, what happens like. if 40, 50 years later down the road, you're like, let's see how close they were to actually, <laughs> like, showing how old you were. Right. But then, so my second thing was something with facial recognition and whatnot. Uh-huh. Did you know that China, like, they give each person, like, almost like a credit score for personality? So like what? Yeah. So basically they determine your personality. They give you like a personal credit score. Basically on not like credit but personal score. Yeah, they call it a personal score, I think. So Okay. Basically they determine your score by how you like move around in the world and how like you interact and like you don't have any like troubles so or it's parts. not they based on a... like attractiveness level because i was gonna say that's no, no, very no, no. degrading no 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 <laughs> like so like if you've never gotten a ticket you never got this they give you right. a, a social score of this oh and okay. apparently china is like the number one in like facial recognition and face like facial software so basically and when viruses. you yeah, oh, okay. we'll get to that or we'll talk about we'll talk about that later or even uh, some next episode or whatnot but anywho so like basically this they give you a credit score on what like uh what like what's happening so mm-hmm. if you were like a goody good two shoes then you have the highest social score is that or, a, and that what benefit? What benefit does that get you? Well, the government can keep track of you. So, like, if you might have, like a like a not like a criminal record, but like mm-hmm. they may think that you're doing devious things, then your social like score goes score down. will be like super low, mm-hmm. and therefore, like if they see you because they have the most amount of like cameras and everything. So, in the world. like public surveillance and stuff. Yeah, which. Is another thing that I want to bring up at some point, and how you feel about public surveillance and, and stuff. And I definitely have a lot about that. But but, uh, but yeah, so basically, if they like get a hit that oh you're a like you have a low social score, then they have police around the area that they get like alerts saying that hey stop this guy, just question him and blah blah blah. But see what he's up to, kind of like exactly. So basically, that's yeah, that is very hazy, and that's why it's like. <laughs> Congress was like, we should pass laws to like forbid this. I'm like, I'm one of those. I'll, I'll sign it. I mean, like, it's not like I do bad, do anything bad. I'm but like, still, you don't want like that's scary. I don't want to be micromanaged by exactly. Something you like don't want to be tracked in every single thing you do, and like that's the problem is that so much stuff that we do, like all the ads that you see, like whenever you Google search or whenever you like basically do anything on the internet, like all the ads you see are based on stuff that you've looked at in the past. And basically, it plugs that in an algorithm. You would probably know it better than I do. Oh, but it takes yeah. all this stuff and says, here's the most likely thing that they would buy or look at or actually be interested in. And so well, it forces that stuff onto you. And if you don't go into like an incognito browser window or anything, 
you will get the same freaking type of ad every single time. Well, the thing is, like, you can go onto a completely, like, for example, unless you go into a, a really, like, private browser that mm-hmm. hides all this, and or even get, like, a VPN where it's like, oh, you're far away. Kind right. Of but, um, basically, I know people that work on algorithms that for big companies like Dick Sporting Goods or something like Just that. Just like some big yeah. companies. So basically, the algorithm works by taking your keystrokes on like how you type in, like even the space in between like you typing characters. Uh-huh. They plug that number in and basically they see what you're searching. And so like you could be typing something on your personal computer and then go somewhere to a, like a public computer and start mm-hmm. typing stuff there and after a couple like searches they can already guarantee or like, like reasonably they, they can like guess, guess out of like they can narrow you down to like a thousand people of who you might be and you'll be in that list <laughs> it's nuts and these are things that they work on every day that's like why whenever you go onto a new computer like for example uh i'm not saying like i research stuff on my work computer but like whenever i typed in just something random that i did on at home Mm -hmm. because i had to call someone and they're only available when i work so i mean it's not like i wasted any work's valuable time i just took 10 seconds to like click in right this one place so i could call them and make an appointment in that time i got an ad that i would get on my computer and it's like they narrowed me down. Like, I already know that they got me. It's like... It's like they nagged you. Like, gotcha. They knew exactly who I am. So now, anytime that I go back to my work computer, and even if... I'm just saying... I'm not saying I do that. But if I even look on anything on the computer, they basically can send ads my way and be like, here you go. We know you're a programmer. We know who you are kind of thing. And it's like, right. ugh. I, I swear, I mean, this is a new computer uh, at work and everything. It's like you would think that I don't get, like, questioned or get these. Right. And it's like, I'm at work. Can you just leave me alone? Dude, <laughs> and that's the same thing whenever, like, I'm on my phone and, like, I'm playing a game because I'm bored. And, like, you know how it has, like, that countdown of, like, you have to watch this video and then you can, like, move on to the actual game. And But, like, yeah. after a certain amount of time, it gives you that, like, X that you can click on to, like, get mm-hmm. rid of get rid of it and you know get rid of the video or get rid of whatever simulation it's giving you yeah whenever i accidentally click on it (laughs) and it pulls it up on like it forces me to open up the app page the app store or whatever and it pulls it up and then the next probably two months i get the same freaking ad over and over again about this game or whatever product that they were advertising it is one of the most infuriating things that i have ever dealt with ever (laughs) because it's like i hear the same thing over and over again and it drives me it's it basically makes me an insane person because i literally accidentally clicked on something (laughs) and then just replays it over and over and over again and it just drives me insane Uh, like i mean that's the only way people can 
I mean, a lot of companies make money is by ads. I mean, that's how yeah, you... Yeah, and that's how but, you hear about projects up, and I understand that, but when it's the same freaking ad over and over again... Like, I could probably get the same ad in the span of 30 minutes. I could probably get the same ad to occur maybe 30 times or more. Like... I, it's like, I, I heard this again, or, like, you think maybe they can modify the algorithm where it's like, hey, could you, uh, once you see this, could you, like, do it maybe two times and not do it again? Right. Then I might be okay with the... Or, like, and I understand if, like, you know, some site or whatever sponsored by some other company that has a product that they're trying to sell, if they have to do that, that's fine. But whenever I'm watching a YouTube video and it's the same freaking game that pops up, over and over again as their ad that they have in videos and i know that they're not sponsored by them give me something that i can do to say show me something different yeah but at the same time well i mean they have been i mean that's why they've been like getting those like surveys they, out i used to never take them because i was like i don't want them like i don't want have, to answer but, questions but for have them. you ever done it it's but now but counts. now i start doing them because i now i think oh maybe it'll get rid of this ad and it'll and give me something do. different yeah so that's why i actually start filling out those surveys and stuff because i, I mean i want to get okay. rid of the same ad i'm not saying that we're against ads I'm just saying that we're... I mean, it's understandable you have to use ads, but... At the same time, I mean, ads also make people money. For right. example, famous people on YouTube, I mean, you're going to... Whenever... You, the only way you can get decent money is by, like, ads. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not saying that, hey, we need to not have, have ads, ads, but... Because, I mean, like, if we get ads someday, I'd be totally okay right. with it. Because, I mean, exactly. we'll be bringing in some money, some kind of... But it's I mean, still just, like, some of the things... Could it be something that's not... That's something original. Or doesn't repeat 24-7. Because, <laughs> mm. like, if I get the same ad maybe 10 times after watching two or three 10, 15-minute long videos, I'm gonna get annoyed. I'm going to absolutely get annoyed and get infuriated. <laughs> you just you just know that you're going to be... I will I will legit take out my headphones. Like, if I'm listening or, like, I'm watching a YouTube video... <laughs> Storm and, off! And ah, I will literally set ads. my phone... If I can't skip the ad, I will literally set my phone down, take out my earphones if I'm using headphones... And throw it against the wall. And go do something else. <laughs> like, go get a snack or go do... Like, I will literally just set it down because, like, I'm done hearing this. I'm yeah, tired of hearing monster. it. Literally. It's annoying <laughs> as hell. Uh-oh. Jared saw another it. ad. Oh, God, oh It makes me want to... It does make... Like, I would never throw my phone because it's expensive, but it makes me want to throw my phone because <laughs> I'm, in, so I'm annoyed. It's all right. But, I mean, like, one of those is just can't avoid it yeah you can't avoid it but it's still something that i would like to see changed and i'm sure there's websites that i could use or search engines that essentially don't keep that data of what i look up or where i you know what sites i click on well and what, don't like structure well, ads uh, and stuff for that uh, i mean one thing that would be cool would be a VPN. I mean, VPNs would be kind of cool because I, mean, I have no idea what. Well, we'll talk. I'll I'll talk about that some other time. We but... might open up a topic of things of technology stuff where you spiel on about 
tech and cyber stuff. And, oh, we'll and, get and, to and that. In the, in the same way that I'm some not an expert, but I have Fitness. a very good ba- basis of knowledge on health-related stuff. You have a very big basis of knowledge on tech and Agreed. cyber stuff. So we may one day have a portion on that stuff. But for now, at least, we've at least talked a little bit about it. I feel like, well, it should be... We'll get to it, but... Yeah, eventually we'll get to it. But speaking of dealing with... Take, like You mentioned TikTok, how it's like based in China or something. This, so as of this day, it is January 26th, 27th? 26th. 2020. And we are dealing with a huge epidemic of the... How do you pronounce this? Is it the coronavirus? coronavirus or something uh, it's a, I'm a, I, the way i look at it is it's probably one of those that someone else, the only person that knows it is the person that made up the name mm-hmm. so uh yeah if i were you i'd look up the actual statistics on how many yeah. people are actually like uh feeling the pain of this well i but, read something the other day that it was like a hundred and again, there obviously different sources are gonna have different numbers and everything, but I'll, I'll just look it up on my phone. Yeah, I read something that said like 144 cases of this virus had been identified in China, and it spread to other countries. And then there's, I want to say there's two cases in LA area and then there was maybe one in chicago or something but apparently this is such a big problem because there's i don't think there's any vaccine for it oh there isn't that's that's a scary part and yeah the death toll official death toll rise currently is somewhere sitting around 50 or 56 but at the same time I don't know if those are completely accurate. I'm pretty sure right. they're trying to keep crowd like crowd they, control. Right. They might be trying to hide and so it could be in the hundreds, but they have well over a thousand cases just in it's China. Ridiculous. And, and I mean, like, what are even some of the like sent or like it's the... it's flu like symptoms, but then there's I don't know the exact like um like details of what they might have Mm -hmm. but all i know is the scary part which even medical professionals are saying is terrifying is that you don't know that you have it until two weeks you don't see any any symptoms for two weeks so you're saying that there could be a thousand cases of it in the united states just by people accidentally passing it along before they realize that they have symptoms right which is terrifying because by the two weeks you're probably at a point where they can't fix you like they can't well i mean until they come out with a vaccine you can't really like you don't know right but like so for example um one sec uh but they all i know is that like whenever you get upwards in the thousands of people having it it's just exponential because i mean for as many people as the people come in contact with, how often people travel, it's nuts. Well, that's how it's spreading to other like countries and stuff. Well, is that 
it was identified as a problem so late that it was spreading and people didn't know and then they were traveling not knowing that they had been exposed to this see, virus. See, now there's the youngest confirmed case involved is a nine-month-old girl in Beijing. Beijing. It's spreading to other... Highly populated. I mean, like, the one... Like, the... I don't know how to say... Wuhan? Uh, I don't know. Wuhan? Wuhan. Oh, God. I'm Probably. horrible with... Well, we're yeah. no experts in anyways in yeah Mandarin, in mandarin language but yeah so basically any major city populate like populated cities are already have some cases well, that's because again you're you can't identify it until it's too late and at that point it's gonna spread to people who have to travel for one reason or another and then it's gonna spread to a bunch of other countries which i mean it's quite terrifying like this is more of a deadly strain and they say that this one is like evolving mm -hmm. so like it's constantly evolving which is even more dangerous but at the same time if you get some kind of vaccine out there it could combat that and like make your body at least somewhat more immune than being just like kind of naked without it mm -hmm. so i i don't know it's quite terrifying because like could it be this could this be the next big big virus that like like the bubonic plague essentially exactly like because this thing is spreading so quick and you like like i said you can't tell like for two weeks that's terrifying well and that's the other thing is like and it's not anybody's fault it's not the medical professional's fault but we have relied so heavily on antibiotics and other drugs that are supposed to kill off these viruses these bacteria that we are running into the issue of new strains of the same type of deadly virus or bacteria they're now becoming resistant to the drugs that we used to use to combat them and the issue is trying to develop new drugs in an ethical manner that doesn't harm people because human testing is such a very let's put it this way the the job that i work at i'm not gonna say the name because they probably don't want me to right but basically the company that i work for says that you have to go through a process which takes anywhere between 12 to like 48 months to like even become human testing like you're talking about like human or not there's so many animal, steps. like yeah like they showed us the steps on it it's nuts how many steps you have to go and they i will say because i've seen their laboratory when testing its animals they treat them better than they treat no no they they treat them so well that it, it they pretty much don't want to leave right. it's like crazy you're talking about like uh, for some, I don't know, I can't quote this because it's been a while, but they feed like monkeys or something, or maybe it's pigs, but they p feed pigs Nutter Butters? Like legit Nutter Butter, like the, the Oh, nice, I love Nutter Butters. I know, me too. And they like <laughs> feed them all these fatty foods because you have to like fatten them up in order to like give them like a good right, dose. Right. So you're talking about these 
basically people like these animals are laying in their bed getting fed grapes like where well, the pest yeah, is. And it's like, so like there's so many steps that you have to get to to even get to, like human testing but by the time that it gets to that point where it can be tested for the effectiveness in humans because you can reasonably guess from animals and stuff but by the time you get to the point where you can actually use it in humans you run into the issue of the virus or the bacteria whatever mutating. spreading or mutating again that the drug is no longer effective or that you can't contain the outbreak. But, like, something this big, I mean, I, I'm not saying it might happen, but, like, the, like they might actually have to further along testing regardless. Like, because, I mean, speed up the process because of I mean, if to human testing. For, for, I'm not hoping, ever hoping that this happens, but if, like, it gets to the thousands of people dying a day mm -hmm. from this, you're gonna have to speed it up, cause it's not worth like, oh, we need. It's not to... worth losing millions and millions of lives. Exactly, and I feel like people millions would be. I guarantee people would totally be down. Be like, hey, I'll, I'll be okay with this testing as long as. Well, it's that's like the whole close. thing with like experimental drug testing. Like you have to like sign a waiver and stuff of like, that's I accept I... full responsibility for whatever like. Yeah. negative side effects or consequences may happen of me but taking at, this but i mean whenever you're at that point i mean you you will leap for this i mean you will go for it all the way i mean i mean if i will say if i if i ever had this virus which i hope i don't right. um <laughs> that if they found something that was remotely close to a like a drug and i was getting bad i'd be like or if you like in. or if you like Sorry, excuse me. If you had tried all previous methods of eradicating this, you know, whether it be medicine or, you know, I don't know, herbal teas or whatever, but let's say, like, you've tried all other options and solutions and it doesn't work, I would be in the same boat where I'd be like, fine, just give me the experimental drug. I don't care what happens. Like, if, just don't if, give if, me you, if you guarantee me that I will die whether I take it or not, I might as well just try it, it to yeah. just see if it helps and if not then you know they can use no... me, they can use whatever happened to me as an example of okay we need to improve this drug in this aspect like benefit at least others. benefit yeah benefit others like if i know that i'm gonna die regardless just go ahead and, just like, do it I'll yeah no it. i totally agree like i mean not everybody's gonna feel that way but at least that's the way that i look it's at the it. better way to look at it better to be unselfish than to be selfish yeah. i think because if you're not thinking of others because you don't want for example people always think about their children you don't want to be like hey i'm i'm just gonna do this for me and me alone no mm -hmm. you want to do this so it can help other people right i mean you're not going to be the one that goes in the history books and be like oh you he helped like save everyone <laughs> but but deep down you will know that you helped save so many people right but uh, but the fact that China's taking huge leaps, I I think the last time I heard, they were uh, doing two two weeks to build a huge hospital to contain the epidemic. Yeah. And then you said I thought I had heard or read something the other day that said they're trying to build a whole new hospital in like six days or something. Six days. It it was something ridiculous where like. A normal hospital that can accommodate a lot of people and a lot of problems 
would normally take months or years to be is now going to take an ex- exponentially shorter amount of time just based on the fact that there is this outbreak and this epidemic of this virus that is just taking nuts. off hold of the people. But that's just such a huge issue that unfortunately we have to deal with in today's world. Uh, but we'll hopefully... I mean, we hopefully we don't have to talk back on this depressing topic. Right, but, in a future later episode. But uh, I think this is going to be it for the, for yeah, this episode we should, at we least. we should probably wrap up. But, but uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll get to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.